left in the first quarter. Pass is caught. Kittle breaks one tackle. Another. Wow, what a touchdown for George Kittle. Garoppolo end zone. Pass is caught for the touchdown. Kendrick Bourne. Now the 49ers hustle up to the line, snap it. Garoppolo keeps, passes, caught for the touchdown, Sanders. Third down and seven. Garoppolo, Pettis, touchdown. Kyle Shanahan telling us this week, each week you're getting better and better. What was clicking tonight for you? You know, I think, uh, like, like you said, the receivers, I mean, those guys just... Their body language, how they are at the top of routes, they beat guys, and I mean, it makes it easy for me. So when you got skill position guys like that that are just winning on routes, it, it's awesome. You got credit to guys up front to give us time to be able to throw those types of routes, so it's it's a big team effort. I'm glad we were able to pull that off so we can enjoy our few days off. 7-1 would not have felt nearly as good. You, you always feel you're only as good as your last game, so um, it's, we're real excited about being 8-0, um, but that doesn't mean anything. just means we can enjoy our couple days off a little bit more. Midway through the season, week 10, the only undefeated team right now, the San Francisco 49ers. Nobody saw it. I'm sitting here right now thinking, look, they're the only undefeated team, but I'm still not 100% confident that they're going to do anything with it. I'm not sold on them yet. I'm not sold on them either. I'm not sold on them, dog. For some reason, I don't know. Who, who I am sold on is Kyle Shanahan as a coach. I'm sold on him. He was the former offensive coordinator when the Falcons basically made it to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan had the best year of his damn near professional career. Falcons had a un, had a godly record. They made it through the Super Bowl. So who I am convinced, I'm convinced on Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Now, for some reason, the San Francisco 49ers, as good as they look sometimes, and sometimes they don't really look that good, but their defense is stout. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like they legit yet. I don't know. Maybe I'm just mistaken. They beaten good teams. I just don't feel it when it comes down to in crunch time. Will it happen? Will they? Will they get past it? Will they really win these big games at the end? I don't know. I don't. I think. They're gonna, I don't know if they can win the playoffs. And, and yo, and you're, and you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like they're gonna go. They might get a first round bye, and then they have that home game the next week, and then lose. Yeah. So I would not be surprised. Now, don't get me wrong. They probably have one of the best defensive linemen I've ever, lines I've ever seen in Bosa, Armstead, Buckler. They got D4 from Kansas City. They're monsters. You got old Richard Sherman over there as a leader. They're, they're stout, but I just am not confident. I don't think Jimmy Carambolo is. He's just, he's just a game manager. And I don't think they're there yet. I mean, Kittle, top three tight end in the game. That trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that was big, huge. Big. Rita. Coleman, they have like a four rotation backfield that within in Shanahan's offense that's getting the numbers, yep. you know. But for some reason, man, I still look at in their rear view. I see Russell Wilson and the things that he's doing. I see I'm not I mean I'm not I'm not killing the Rams yet. You know, I think they're still dangerous. Yeah, but especially with the addition of Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. And then I look at New Orleans in the playoffs. I look at Green Bay in the playoffs. I'm thinking about that right now. And and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just not there yet. Now, don't get me wrong. The eight and oh, outstanding. But I'm just ain't there, bro. And I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is this just a, some type of weird bloopity bloop? Or are they legit? I, I mean, like, I, I think they're legit. I just don't know if 
they can make it through the playoffs. For some reason, I feel like there's going to be a fault. There's going to something's going to happen. I think there's going to be a disappointment, but I do think they're legit regular season. You know, they might mess around with a. They they might only w- lose you know two or three games if if that I think they're really cruising right now they're clicking on all cylinders. But Wally, my thing is like this, man. Once they get that first loss, I'm kind of thinking it crumbles. And I I agree with you. It might only be two or three losses just because we're in week ten. But I think I think once once that starts happening, I think it's just gonna start the dominoes are gonna start falling. Mm. And when it gets to the playoff time, I really don't think I, I don't I don't think they're gonna be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I don't think they'll be in the NFC Championship. I don't know why. I can't pit, I can't put it on it. I can't put. I can't give a con- concrete reason though, and that's what's bothering me about it. I think. It's like it's, I, I think watching it, watching. I'm like, eh. It's Jimmy G, man. I think it's Jimmy G. I, think it's I mean, Jimmy don't get. I mean, don't get me wrong. Last game he had four touchdowns. He was a monster. But I think they played Arizona, and they only won by three. Yeah. You know, with that defense. And they've had some close, tight games, man. It's not like they're blowing out everybody. I think, I mean, there's been like one or two games where they've, you know, dominated. But I just don't, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. But in terms of what we're talking about, week 10 in the season, to me, I don't know about you, brother. To me, that's the biggest surprise to me right now in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Nobody saw nobody saw San Francisco being in 8, 9, and 0, oh, whatever the hell they are. I mean, yo, you got to tip the cap off to... To the team, to Kyle Shanahan, he's done an awesome job. And I mean, hey, I think it's great. You know, Jimmy G looked like shit in the preseason. He's obviously, you know, turned it up a notch. Yo, let's see what they can do. Let's see if they can keep going. I'm gonna give my man his props too, man. I think Richard Sherman has changed from a boisterous diva-like esque DB into kind of being a more veteran leader of that team. That's really helping. I mean, he, every now and then he has a sound bites where he's getting on the press. But he's dialed it down a lot, and I think that's that's really helped him a lot. I give him props for that. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely grown up. You know, he doesn't have like the uh, athleticism that he once had. So you know, I think he's playing a lot more cerebral, which you know I enjoy. It's it's, it's, it's good to see. It's good to see him. It's good to see him play. You know, the whole yeah. like I said the whole defense is is nice, man. Like you said, they got some they got some studs up there. I'm I'm just wondering like what were they feeding these kids in the Bosa household, man? Like their whole family's just. <laughs> it's like Nick it's like Bosa. Watt family, dude. What are they feeding the Watt family, the Bosa family, the the, the Bennett, the Bennett family? <laughs> like, yo, thing. Like, where y'all come from? Where's this coming from, right here, man? It's crazy. Yeah. So, so we're in agreement. San Francisco's the um, probably the biggest surprise. At two and six, what, what what do you feel like you guys can achieve this season? I don't see why we can't be ten and six. This time next week, we need to be one and zero. It's truly one game at a time. Uh, I want to see us being uh, resilient. I want to see us having resolve uh, to staying in the moment, preparing this week. Uh, I know that's what we're doing as a coaching staff. I feel like that's what we're going to do as players, and I think that's what we're doing as an organization. It's not what you know, what's going on, what, what adversity is really hitting you. It's what you do with that. Um, so, like I said, stay the course, continue to try and improve each week, um, put us in the best position to win. Uh, is is all I can do. I can't press too much, try and win it all in one play. I have to continue to do my job and improve each week, um, so that you know we'll have a different outcome. Are we also in agreement that the Browns are the biggest disappointment in the season so far? Yeah, they're up there. I mean, they're up there. I still think there's a couple of teams that are that are 
<laughs> that are right there too. Not to say that they're supposed to exceed expectation, but I just also look at I also look at the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the fact that they no, have no, no. but you can't you can't it, it, no. What I'm talking about is you can't put the Bengals in that because the what I'm talking about is from where they left last year to the acquisitions they made in free agency over the over the over the summer and and the hype going into it, Odell Beckham and everything going into it. A lot of people had them as AFC Championship game, definitely winning their division. Some people even had them going to the Super Bowl. Some assholes even had them winning it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that were talking about it. And for them to only be, what, two and two, seven? Two and seven. Two and seven, they lost to the Broncos? Yeah. We talked about this, bro. I think that all those people who were talking – all that craziness in the beginning of the preseason when they had the acquisitions, those were like common sports guys. I think guys like us who really understand the game and really understand what the fuck. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not even trying to be cocky. I'm really trying to be on some knowledgeable. Yo, we we looked at their schedule and we we said it. We They had to win key games and they're losing key games that they're supposed to be winning in order to turn this shit around. We said, hey, they can't go you know, two and five. They have to win against the Broncos. We 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 went back, I think it was like podcast three or two, and we said, yo, the Browns can turn it around, but they got to win this game. What happens? They would lose that game. Then they would be in back in the hole. Then they'd be like, okay, we they got to go over here and they got to play the Broncos. They lose that game. You know what I mean? Like now they got to go and fucking face the Bills. That's another game that the Bills are good, man. Like if they lose that, which they can, and it's, I don't even know if they're favorite at this point. Now, what are they, two and eight? Like, it's snowballing. And yes, they do have a good, I guess you would say a favorable um, schedule towards the end. But you've already dug yourself the hole. You were supposed to win the, the Bronco game. You're supposed to win the, um, there was another game they were supposed to win. I think they were supposed to go and beat, technically they were supposed to kind of beat San Francisco. Even though we we understand what San Francisco is now, but... They're supposed to win that game. I think it was one more game that they were supposed to win. They, they just didn't. They, they snowballed. And now they snowballed, and now they're in a hole. I don't think they can dig themselves out of the hole. I don't think they can dig themselves out of the hole neither, man. Like you said, they, they lost to the 49ers in the beginning of the season when everybody thought they were going to win that game. They lost to the Patriots, but they got destroyed by the Patriots. They lose to Denver in Denver. And to me, man, it, it, I don't think Baker Mayfield has the temperament for it, man. I think he's, I think he is so just has this caricature that he has to be like this. I don't give a damn tough guy. This is me. Take it or leave it. That it's cancerous in that locker room, bro. And I think it's cancerous, man. Put it on yeah. Baker's shoulders. I put it on ba- the whole organization. I don't put, put it on, on just on Baker, man. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong, man. I put it, I put it on Baker. I, I put it on the whole organization because they put Baker on the pedestal. Don't get me wrong. And this is his only second year, and he ended pretty quick. But his temperament, the way he deals with the media, his frustrations, wearing him on his sleeve and thinking that's a badge of honor, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's unprofessional. And I don't think it helps. Don't get it wrong. The general manager messed up when they hired Freddie Kitchens as a head coach. You hire, you hire somebody that's just, just been a professional offensive coordinator all this time. Or do whatever positions that he's had. Freddie Kitchens is just, he's out of his league, man. He has no, okay, let me give you an example of what, what I'm talking about. Freddie Kitchens out of the league. Stupidest thing I've probably seen in my whole, well, one of the stupidest things I've seen in my whole time watching football. They play the Patriots, it's in the fourth quarter. It's a fourth and like 15. They're going to punt the ball. They're down by like 20 something points. They go offsides and now it's like a fourth and 20. What would you do in that situation? 
and punting yeah. the ball. Okay, what did they do? They brought Baker Mayfield and the offense back out there on the fourth and twenty on the winning side of the ball <laughs> in the fourth quarter, down twenty. This is what I'm talking about. Like, what what type of coach is this? What is he doing? What is he about? That you know what that is, man. Desperation. It's desperation. desperation. It's desperation. <laughs> That's kamikaze. <laughs> nah, desperation in the in the purest form of yo, you're just trying to fucking get something. It doesn't even matter. You don't even give a shit what side of the ball you're on. You just you're you're just you're just desperate at this point to do anything to get any type of momentum. Period. Well, like they're in desperate mode. Well, now you see what happens. Baker Mayfield, he goes out here arguing with the with the media. Odell Beckham during the Broncos game, he's having another sideline fit. You know, it's just it's, it's these little things. You already know that the league is looking at you for your wardrobe and what you're wearing. And him and Jarvis Landry go out here with unauthorized, crazy cleats, and they have to take them off by halftime, which is just more drama, which is going in when you're trying to win the game. It's just the Browns being the Browns, man. It just seems like no matter what personnel they bring in there, what type of talent they bring in there, the Browns are the Browns. Man, they got to bring in a real fucking talented personnel. They keep they keep bringing in this these these rookies or these guys who don't have any like. I mean, come on, man. If the Browns really want to become, you know, if they want to get out of this whatever the, like this horror show that they're in, yo, man, they got to bring in some real personnel, a real ass coach. You know what like I mean? Who's- who has real pedigree? Who? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, or you get a you get or you get a hot shot young guy. You know what I mean? Maybe from like from like from the guy from Oklahoma. You know, he might work. Yeah, he might work. I mean, it might work just because he worked with with Baker Mayfield back in the day. But right. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, they, obviously they got to get Freddie Kitchens out of there. Freddie Kitchens. Over his head. He bent over his head. And I kind of think that Baker Mayfield is just, I don't know. He's just, it's not easy anymore. I think it came easy to him. And I think now that the teams, like, what you and me always say, like, we, we always say, like, when, when, when a team does something new or they got a new, a new, uh, star on their team, the defensive coordinators study that tape all off season. And when then we see you next year, it's over. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta get on it. Are they gonna get on you? Yeah, I think that's happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and this is the first time I think since maybe high school with this kid that he's really had some true adversity and and losing. Man, I don't think he know how to deal with it. Again, I don't think it's all on Baker's shoulders. I think he is. I think he is part of the problem. I think there's so many fucking different issues with that whole organization, man, from the head coach down to the defense, down to the offensive line, down to, you know, injuries on the team, down to just down to, you know, down to the quarterback, man. Like, it's just, it's, they're just, they're imploding. And, you know, they had so much expectation. And this is what happens when you have expectation and you put a target on your back, which they did. And I'm not saying they did it willingly. They just did. Yo, people came out and gunned for them. And now they're starting to stand, understand, like, yo, they got to fucking, they got to they gotta boss up. They got to so, boss up, period. So, they should not have lost against a couple of teams, and they got to boss up. The main thing is, man, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of humility. Yeah, they're definitely humble. Well, they should have been from the start. Like you said, though, you know, everybody was crowning them. Uh, on paper, they look good. And, you know, let's see what it is. The Browns are the freaking Browns, man. They need Kevin Costner. 
<laughs> exactly. They do. They need. They, they need something. They need a fucking miracle in Hollywood or something. They need, they need. They need Kevin Costner to be their new GM and, and do it like he did in the movie. <laughs> That's why that shit was the movies. This is the reality. Two and six. <laughs> Who they play this week? Man, I, I think the uh, uh, Bills. The Bills. That's right. Two and six. No, what are they? Two and seven. Two and six. Playing the Bills. Man, if they if they lose this game, dude. They're playing in uh they're playing in uh Cleveland though, so I think the thing about you know, and and, and one thing I think that gets the, the one bright spot of that team, he should get more credit. I think is Nick Chubb, man. I think Nick Chubb is like top five running back in the league right now. Yeah, Nick Chubb's a beast. He's a gem. I mean, he just and he and he's balling. And I, I don't know, man, if they they're just not knowledgeable enough how to use him more and incorporate him more into the system. Like if you if you think you have a, a running back like that with those wide receivers. You could be able to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because like, how the defense... Look, man, they can kind of turn around. Like, look, they got the Bills this week. If they can figure out how to pull this off, they can beat the Bills. Then next week they go p- play Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Then they go play Dolphins, and then they play Pittsburgh again. They could literally go on a four-game win streak, and then and then actually, and then after that they play the Bengals week 14. And then week 15 they play the Cardinals. Like, they can literally go to f- on a four- to five-game win streak. They can yeah, do it. Yeah, but while they do the mathematics, when it comes down to it, though, you're thinking about best case scenario, eight and eight. Is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Not gonna win the division. I think Baltimore's gonna win the division. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know if eight and eight is gonna be good enough for a wild card. I mean, right now, look at look at the Bills and the Patriots. The Patriots and the Bills. I mean, the Bills might be a wild card team with two losses, two three losses. I don't think they're gonna make it. So I, I, to me, we talked about early like podcast one too. Like you said, it was like they had to get to at least the championship game. I was like, nah, they just at least have to get to the playoffs. And I don't even think they're gonna do that. The disappointing season, Browns. <laughs> get him out. Get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here, Freddie Kitchens. Get him out of here. I, I think Freddie Kitchens, you know, they should fire him. He's the perfect mall Santa. I told you before. He looks like an ass clown, dude. He's, I saw him his last press conference. He looked. He looks like. Fucking hunting. I don't know, he doesn't look like a goddamn NFL head coach. He looks like he's out there in the fucking wilderness hunting deer. He do look like that. He do look like he, he could be on like some show like that or cross country trucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks like he's on fucking ice truckers. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the fucking show ice truckers. He's on ice truckers or the biggest catch. Yeah, he just he just looks like he just looks like he always has a wing stain on his shirt. It's a wing stain. <laughs> like yeah, before I think the worst coach, uh, the worst looking coach was fucking Matt Patricia. I think he, I think, I think, I think Freddie Kitchens stole his job. Besides Adam Gase, and yeah, he got the Gase, that most. I don't know what the fuck he's on. He looks like he's on twenty four hour coke. <laughs> then he got the nerve to have like the worst uh, hoodie on on the side. He he don't wear like the regular hoodie that just says like the Cleveland Browns or you know what I'm saying something like that. His junk. Say dog pound. Dog, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, dog. With, with, the, with the camo on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Get get him out of here. Get, get the fuck out of here. here. Get the get fuck the out of here. Out of here. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that term, it seems like the Carolina Panthers might be saying, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the Cameron. Just telling this much. Um, Yesterday, Marty's statement pretty much tells the story of it all. Uh, you know, as he said in the statement, Cam worked very hard in, in, in working towards, uh, you know, getting better. And, um, you know, he went up, saw Dr. Anderson, and, and he's progressing. Uh, we feel right now probably the best thing is was to put him on IR and move forward. 
and uh, that's where we are with it, guys. I really do appreciate everything Cam does. I appreciate the fact that he's still here. He still wants to be around and uh, be part of it, and he's done a great job doing that. So uh, with that, I'd like to start talking about playing the Packers. <laughs> Cameron. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think it was because of the bonnet. The bonnet did it, man. As soon as he wore the bonnet, <laughs> they just said, they just said, you know what, Cam? Enough's enough. We're done with you. Excuse me, Cameron. We're done with you. We don't want nothing to do with you no more. I don't know what he did to his foot in preseason. And I don't I'm kind of curious if that's like the main reason. But I mean, he's on injured reserve now. This team is by far, we talked about it far forward before. McCaffrey's team. It ain't no more Cam Newton's team, man. He's this done. I told I said, I said week two he was done. He was I don't done. believe me. No, believe me. He was done. When he made the joke, which really wasn't a joke, he was throwing shade about how it was MCW's fucking uh uh MCM's, I mean, excuse me, MCM's fucking team with no whole fantasy football. Like low-key, he was throwing shade. And at the end of the day, it's over for Cameron. I told her like a while ago, yo, get him out of there. If I was a GM, fucking sell now. Sell, 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 sell. You know what I'm saying? Get him the fuck out. I'm not saying you should draft. You should probably should draft another quarterback because I don't know Allen is, is is a is their guy. But as far as the front face of the franchise, it's McCaffrey. But the thing about it is back back, back then when we talked about that, and you and me would not have sat here and thought that the Panthers would have gone four and one without him. I thought the season was over and they weren't going to win another. I like this Kyle Allen kid that I knew nothing about. I thought their backup was the dude from West Virginia that they drafted. And the dude Kyle Allen comes in there and they, they go four and one. I didn't expect that. I was and surprised, to be honest with you. You weren't? Nah, I'm not saying I was surprised. That they, I'm not saying that I thought they were going to go four and one. But I'm not surprised in the fact that they're actually being successful without Cam Newton. I mean, like I said, we've kind of gone back and back and forth about in regards to Cam Newton. I just felt like Cam Newton, he lost his mojo. And when he became Cameron, I didn't understand it anymore. He became just fucking injury prone. And I think like in order for Cameron to become Cam again, you know, he has to get out of he has to get out of fucking Carolina. You know, I, I, I like when we talked about Honestly, like maybe him going to Chicago or maybe him going, I don't know where else he can go. He can go a million places because I think there's going to be a lot of change next year. I just don't see him in the Carolina Panther uniform anymore, man. He's in the back half of the season. He's got to kind of re, re, you know, rewrite the story because right now the story doesn't look good. You know, I don't know, man. He's going to have a whole year where he's going to come back healthy. He's under contract for another year. He's going to want to be on the upper echelon of those getting paid. So you're talking about what? He's going to want 30 plus mil a year. I was asking you, like right now, if you're a GM of another team going into next year, are you going to wait it out and try to get him a free agency? Or are you actually going to draft him, or not draft him, trade for him, you know, give him some assets to get him now, but you ain't guaranteed he's going to be back for another year? I mean, he has um, a lot of options, bro. I just, but I don't see him in it. Right now, the way it is, Carolina is strictly McCaffrey country, dog. He's a freak. He's a, he's a fucking stud. And I like him. I didn't yeah. even. Like you said, I knew he was gonna be good, but he's he's a he's legitimate NFL stud. Period. I just hope he doesn't get worn out. And then I want then I'm curious if like come next year because it's his third year if he's gonna do that old Ezekiel Elliott like yo bro, I need to get off this rookie deal. Y'all need to pay me. I can see it. I mean, why not? You see it, especially if he especially if he. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's probably gonna get Offensive Player of the Year. But if he gets MVP, like wow, they're gonna have to pay him. They gotta fucking pay him. 
in the conversation of most valuable player in the league and to your team, Christian McCaffrey has to be in that conversation. And the thing is, Skip, he doesn't leave the field. He's one of the few NFL backs who never leaves the field. He's all right for himself. interesting man cam newton that might that, that was probably my second biggest surprise just the carolina panthers playing well without him and then him just being like an afterthought and him being gone for the for the season so far i mean technically he can come back for the playoffs he's eligible for the playoffs he's just no, you know, he's, he's on injuries wherever, and then they're not gonna bring him back they're not gonna use that designation to bring him back i think he's done they want him healed. You know? <laughs> yeah, healed on his way ass out of it. You're not going to put a car on the market to sell. They've got a bunch of dents in there and, you know, expect full price. True that. Right now, when they look at the Kelly Blue Book on Cam, it's like, eh. He's in fair condition. Twenty-seven <laughs> situations of third and ten or longer. Deron Harmon. That's just a terrible throw by Sam Darnold. You know, seeing ghosts. They were they were similar in terms of the amount of talent that it seemed like they had on paper. Uh, we didn't think they were going to be as good as the Browns, but a lot of people a lot of people thought that the New York Jets were going to be a lot better than what they were. And then losing to Miami last week, it just it just goes to question. I guess it goes like you talking about with the Browns. Your argument is it's really the personnel and 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 the staff and the people they got who make the decisions. It's like how the hell did Adam Gase get to be a head coach again? I don't understand this. I don't understand this shit either. He was, he was down was, in Miami, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was garbage in Miami. Exactly. And I understand he that Sam Darnold. decisions. Yeah, I understand that Sam Darnold had uh, herpes. That <laughs> 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 nah, he was, look, he didn't have herpes. Audience, he had he had a uh, mono. Oh, from, from his, yeah, yeah, mononuclear high school disease. Right. But he's he is just digressing, dog. I mean. The game he played the Patriots, and he's on the sideline talking about it. Well, I thought he handled that well, too, because that could have went left. 
talk about he saw ghosts and everything, and then he's losing to Miami. That shit did and go left. That is going to be a forever fucking uh, soundbite. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as bad as the butt fumble, but it's not. It's not gonna be bad as the butt fumble. The fact that he's wearing a Jets uniform, then all of a sudden he sees fucking ghosts. I mean, come on, yo. It's not a good look for the Jets organization at this time. <laughs> look, I don't like like you just said it. You just yelled it. Who are making these decisions? Like, how are these people, these general managers, who? How do they get these jobs and allow them to make these decisions? Millions of fucking dollars, dog. Dollars. We just talked about Chicago and Cam going there. Well, Mitchell Trubisky, they moved up for the second pick. And they left Mahomes. And they left Ben Watson at the table. They could have had him. Who makes that decision? And then who, who, who allows them to do it? Who signs off on this shit? Like, Mitchell Trubisky wasn't even a top quarterback in college football. And we all know I hate fucking college football because their stats are inflated because the game is inflated. And so you bring somebody from college football understanding that his he, he's just inflated and you bring him to the NFL, you think that he's going to do well? It's not going to happen. Like, I just don't get it, man. It's like, yo, you got to take somebody from college. They got to be exceptional. And then it's like you got to fucking curve them. You got to put them on the belt. You got to curve them down like five notches. Because that's what the product you're truly going to get. Unless you just, you know, you get lucky. Like, I don't, you know, you, you just get a little, sometimes you get lucky. That's what, that's what it is right there. They gamble. They, they shoot the craps. They gamble. So it's like, he sits there, the gentleman sits there and says, yo, man, if I get this kid and this kid is like the next Tom Brady, I'm the man. Or if you don't and then play it smart. There you go. They just gamble. You got some general managers that go, they just push all their chips on the table and say, go all in. I'm rolling with it because they're willing to take that chance. Because for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know what they thought in Mitch Trubisky that they thought there was going to be that. What but, were the stats of Mitchell Trubisky do? I remember I remember we had this conversation and we were talking about Baker Mayfield um, in regards to his stats in college. And what do we always look at? What do we always look at, at Warren? When we fucking look at college quarterbacks and how they translate into the NFL, what is the number one thing that I always say, yo, you got to fucking look at? Completion percentage? Yes. Completion percentage. If it's not higher than like a 50, like nine or it's like, I forget what, I forget what the magic number was. If it's not as, as equivalent or higher than that, it's like below average quarterback, period, in the NFL. Yeah, it's got to be like over 50% easily. easily. It's got to be over 50%, man. You know what I mean? Uh, it, 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 the, the windows in the NFL are too small. You have to be accurate. I don't give a shit about the whole big arm fucking thing. That shit used to, was like, you know, oh, he has a big arm. You know, Josh Allen has a big arm. Well, Josh Allen, he's, he's a mediocre quarterback in the league. He has a good defense, and that's why their team is winning. If their team didn't have a good defense, Josh Allen would not be winning you fucking NFL games. He's a, he's a game manager. Trubisky, he wasn't the, he wasn't the product that – you know, I don't know what they thought they was in, in, in North Carolina. He didn't even have like his completion percentage was like, I don't know, it was like high 30s or 40s or something like that. And now you see it in the NFL. He can't make NFL throws. He's, a, he's an athlete. He can scramble around the pocket, but he can't win you games. And now you see that the, the Chicago defense being as elite as it, as it is, they can't perform at a high elite level because why? Trubisky can't fucking score points and they're always on the field. So now you see Chicago digress digressing. 
They just they're losing games, and the defense is looking normal when they're actually defenses should be looking superb as they was last year. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. These general managers, like the flip side of that coin, was Lamar Jackson. Everybody looking at him. You know, I'm not gonna get into the racial thing about that. I have some deep rooted things about this, but everybody looking at him, like all oh, he is is a runner. All he can do is run. They, you know, the the Ravens trade up to get him like what one of the last picks of the, of the first round. He's arguably maybe right there is uh, one of the better players. Or he's right there with Watson and, and Mahomes and them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Russell Wilson didn't even get drafted in the first round. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson's a stud, dude. But I mean, go back to go back to Lamar Jackson. His first year, he didn't, he didn't even start. He was behind Joe Flacco. Then he came in. Exactly. Then, so consider this his first year. But no, but when he came in, he started winning. They went to the playoffs. They just, you know, they almost came back on the Chargers and won. Um, but he had that that horrible first half. You remember? Yeah. And then he and and now this year under the system with Harbaugh, he's balling. And then when you look at him actually play, he ain't all about running. He can actually throw. Yeah, he can throw the ball. I mean, he was under Petrino. Look, here's the difference between a Trubisky and a Jackson. Jackson is a flat-out, pure, uh, generational, like, athlete, period. Trubisky, he's just an athlete. That's it. So you're looking at Jackson, you're comparing him to a Vic, maybe even better. Vic was a, was a generational talent. So you're bringing in a generational generational talent to your organization. Trubisky's just another guy who you know can move around, can scramble out of the pocket, has a pretty good arm, and you know, he put up decent numbers in fucking in college. That there's a huge difference when you're talking about something who's generational versus somebody who's you know just a good athlete. And you should be able to see that from a fucking spot eye test. And I don't understand why these fucking GMs are not seeing it. Because I'm seeing it. And I'm not even in the shit. I don't get it. Because they're fucking assholes. Mark Jackson takes the final snap of this game. And week nine goes to the Ravens. They win it 37-20 to on national television. Bill Belichick and his Patriots are saddled with their first loss of the season. And you can't help but think these two teams won't see each other again in January. All right, there's really not much to say tonight. Um, obviously, we didn't do anything well enough to deserve the win. Certainly didn't coach well enough. Just didn't do anything well enough. So give them credit. They're better than we were tonight. Certainly the better team. And, um, you know, we just all got to do a better job. So I don't know what else there is to say. I give them a lot of credit. They played a good game. Um, yeah, they made a lot of plays offensively, defensively. And uh, we just didn't match it. So. You know, come on the road. You got to play well in all three phases. And, um, you know, we just offensively didn't do a good enough job. Um, too many missed opportunities out there. You worried about the Pats at all? Nah, not worried at them all. Say no more. Uh, <laughs> 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 Make me worried. All right, well, let's go to the NBA, man. So the league is about two or three weeks in. It's young season. Exciting so far. 
It looks right now like the West is gonna it's going through LA. And again, this is real early. The Lakers and the Clippers. Even though I don't like the Clippers doing all this sitting, my man, but I guess that comes with the territory with him. Yeah, I mean they say he has a legitimate, you know, injury to the knee, you know, quiet. Yeah. But PG comes back next week. They got a deep ass squad, man. I like the Clippers. They got a they got a squad. They gotta keep they gotta keep Kawhi healthy though, because yo, man, Kawhi, like low key. He might be the second best player in the league. Ah, I kind of... behind who? I mean, I still think you're behind Bron. Bron put up three fucking triple doubles, man. He got a... He got he, he got AD. You know, Bron's looking like Bron when he was with Kyrie. Like, he just... It's easy for him. He's, Bron's putting up 36... Like, this is this is the problem with people here. Bron's been doing this shit for so long, people are, are a little immune to it. Ah, Bron put up 36, 15, and 12. That's not bad for Bron. Like, what do you mean? That's not fucking bad. If another average, another player put that shit up, yo, people will be raving. Bron did that yeah, shit three weeks in a row. Look, first of all, I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but the only reason I'm going to give a slight edge to the claw is because they beat him in the first game without PG. I'm saying it was the first game. It's a little, it's a, you know, three weeks is, is, is a lot you can do, but I'm kind of giving it to Kawhi right now. I think Kawhi overall... I think he's he's uh he's the number one player in the, in the in the league right now. But LeBron's like one B, and he's mad. He said it. He said like you just said like like quoting Roy Jones Jr. Y'all must have forgot. And now he's doing triple 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 doubles every day. Kyle Kuzma came back. Dwight Howard is, is reinvigorated his career. They're playing well. I still think like you said though, PG come back. That's a different team right there. Yeah, it is a different team. I mean, we gotta see how PG performs. But yo, I mean, I I just I just I just like the Clippers because their depth. The depth is serious, man. It's something that you gotta pay attention to. So the only reason why I, I give the edge to Braun because Kawhi ain't putting up triple doubles. I think Kawhi is probably gonna he might be your best closer in the game right now. I think he might be your best closer, finisher, as far as all around. Yo, I still I still give it to Braun, man. He's just a freak. You know what I mean? What is it, twenty something, twenty fucking seasons and he's still dropping thirty six, fifteen, oh. twelve? Like, come on. So who's number who's number three? Uh, Giannis. Uh yeah, you might put Giannis in there. He's averaging like what thirty six and fifteen. I mean, geez, like that's ridiculous. And then you got to put Harden in there too. Gotcha. I think those are top five. Those are top five players. Because we we say what I say: LeBron, Kawhi, AD, Giannis, Harden. I agree. I agree. If Kevin Durant was back, it might be him, but he's not. Yo, you're right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think in the West. It's, it's the Clippers in, in, in the Lakers show. I think that they're going to um, determine it. Not to say like Houston or one of these other teams can't make a run. Like we, we talked about Dallas for a little bit with Pusingas and Luka. Like they're, they're balling. Luka, Luka is just ridiculous. I love the um, international connection. It's strictly because the fans vote. I, I kind of think that Luka's going to be a, a starting five in the All-Star game. If he continues on this, this path. I, I don't know. I like Luka, huh? man. I like Luka. Yeah. I'm a Luka fan. He should be yeah. a in the all-star if it was uh you know according to right now i'd put him in i i, I, w- I would vote him in absolutely so i mean we'll see man i mean he's he's he's, he's a stud he, he is just a, a one like a generational talent to steal your turn right now yeah, you know what i'm saying he just look, he just look at dudes and be like you know get that in i will break you and it's, right. it's a wrap man. <laughs> yo they got that fucking eastern european connection man i love it yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah just that, that eastern european all we can do is play basketball because we ain't got nothing PlayStation, what is that? <laughs> yeah, Luca's a beast, bro. He, he is a deceptive game, too. Like, that's what makes him fun because you look at him, you're like, yo, he's not going to blow by me. He, he'll blow by you. 
Yeah, he has great he is great angles to the game, man. And he has a he has a deceptive step back jumper. He's taking a lot of little different pieces from people's games. Um, you know, he has a lot of LeBron in him. He's been playing with professionals since he was like 16. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I remember them talking about just, the kid. Yeah, he was like, just like me. Just like a sponge, he's been just soaking up knowledge of the game, and you know, what I'm saying just just getting an education that most don't because of the, the caliber of players he's been he's been with. Right. And, and and no fear, all the confidence in the world. Oh yeah, his, his confidence is through the roof right now. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so like in the West, definitely LeBron, the Lakers, and, and Kawhi, the Clippers, I think is running through them. In the East, it's a little bit more broad, but like you and me talking about, I, I, I ain't no bias, but just the way addition with subtraction, the Celtics is looking good. Haywood, balling. He looked like he's finally, you know what I'm saying, coming back from that injury. Kemba's learning how to play within the system. Tatum, you know, Brown, Brown's injured. He ain't doing too much, but Tatum's looking like a stud. He looked like he might be an all-star. It, it, might, be, it might be, we might be back to three all-stars. Yeah, man. I mean, I, low, low key, I know, you know, a lot of people haven't really been talking about the Celtics. Yo, the Celtics are fucking dangerous, man. You know, they're really dangerous. And I, I think a lot of East Coast teams, if they're not saying something low-key behind closed doors, they're scared. Nah, I'm not, and I'm not being biased. You got to really look at the Celtics' top three. We got, we got three slash four people that can really put in work on any given night. Any given night. Any given any night. It's a, night. It's, a, it's, a, it's a long bench. Enos Cantor hasn't even played yet. It's a deep bench. Talented bench of humble guys and young, young ambition. I think it's gonna do some things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm so, excited for Celtics, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with you. You might, you might agree with me. You might think it's surprising. My top four teams in the East right now: Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and then Miami. Oh, you said Miami, huh? Yeah, Miami with Tyler Hero and the dude Numb we was talking about. Yeah, with Jimmy Butler, man. They're, they're, I think they only got like one or two losses, and they're balling right now. They're balling. Tyler Hero, I, I didn't think he was gonna be like this, but he's a stud. Yeah, I, I knew the kid was good. I, I thought, I, you know, I mean, the kid can shoot. He's he, he's a, he's a uh, he's a very confident guy. I've been watching the kid since college. I mean, since high school. So, yeah, man. I knew I knew when he got to the league, man, he was gonna put in some work. He still comes off the bench, but I like him though. I love him. I like Tyler Hero. I think it was perfect for him to go down to Miami too. It was a great pick. For Miami did. Great, great pick. He got he got a little swag about him, man. You yeah, know yeah, he got that Miami little swag about him. You know what I mean? He just yeah, like, like you can see him perfect fit for Miami, man. You can see him just walking down South Beach with like a tangerine on suit, no shirt on, <laughs> with that young drip. Yeah, young drip with Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling, eating some lemon pepper wings. Fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm just excited for him. It's, it's early. But it seems like like it's gonna be it's gonna be a real good year, man. I love it. It's balanced, man. You know what I mean. So it's fun to watch teams kind of just battle each other. Did you did you did you say Toronto? Did you leave out Toronto? I'm not I'm not not my top four. Uh, you, you 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 put Miami in front of Toronto, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did. yeah. That's my little surprise. Shaka, put lock it in, lock it in, bro. I think it's gonna be them, man. For real. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right now, just the way it's looking right now, I'm more I'm more impressed with them than I am with Ronald. Even though they're good, man. I mean, they're good. That big Van Fleet and, and Pascal and all them dogs that makes a good team. But something about Miami right now got me got my attention. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I tell you, who's lost my attention is the dang 
Pelicans, which I don't think even when they get Zion, I don't know if it's gonna be that much better. Like one in six, well, like one in seven. I don't think a I don't think a, a, a three hundred pound dude that can dunk is gonna make that much of a difference. I just feel like what Zion brings is something that a lot of guys don't bring on the floor. And it doesn't account for in the stat sheet. I don't know what you call it. You, you, I, mean, I think you, it's like you, no, he, got, he, got, he got a certain moxie about him that just yeah, it, it, the way he plays and everything just it, it brings people together and it bring it, it makes people want to play harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it exciting. It makes it fun. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna get the crowd and the atmosphere wild. But I mean, talent. Talents everything in the NBA, and the players on the court don't care about that. Nah, they don't care about it, but I do think they, they would more, more of a, you know, hard. They just play harder. I think when they put him, put him on the floor, I think I think they play harder, man. I mean, when it comes down to it, to me, even when he comes back, they're gonna try to force everything through Zion, try to get him going, and I think the the star on that team to me is Brandon Ingram. He's underperforming. Okay, he had like 40 last night. Still, man, he's not a leader. But he, he's like a David Robinson. He don't speak. He's mute. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a mute. He is a fucking mute. He just, he just balls. Like he, look, he always looks like he's sleepy. You know what I mean? Like he high. He's fucking high yeah. as shit. That's what he is. He's kind of like a poor man's Durant. To be honest with you. Mm, yeah. Okay. He can't shoot as good as Durant, but he's a shooter. He's fucking skinny like fucking, Durant. He can get pretty much anywhere on the floor. I still think potentially with all facets of the game besides defense that he he's potentially like their best offensive weapon. Yeah, I give him that. But again, it's only three weeks in. We'll see, man. But I'm, we're just excited about the year. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're always going to talk about the NBA. And college basketball started yesterday. We're going to get into that once it starts really rolling. Week 10 picks. Week 10 picks. All right. We're just going to say, remember, Wally, the first team is the way team. Chargers, Raiders. Chargers, Raiders. I'll go Raiders. I'm going Chargers. Bills, Browns. I go, I go Browns. I go Browns. Cardinals, Bucks. I go, I go, I go Bucks. But I wouldn't be surprised if Cardinals beat them. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals. Chiefs, Titans. I go Titans. I'm going Chiefs. Falcons, Saints. Uh, Saints. I mean, yeah, Saints. Yeah, me too, Saints. Giants, Jets. I'm going Giants. I'll take the Jets. Okay. Lions, Bears? I'll take the Lions. Me too. Ravens, Bengals? I'll take Ravens. Yeah, me too. Dolphins, Colts? I'll take Colts. Yeah, me too. Panthers, Packers? I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, I'll take Packers. Rams, Steelers? Uh, I'll take Rams. I'm taking Rams. Um, Vikings, Cowboys? That's a good game. It is a good game. I'll take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, here's probably the game of the week. Seahawks, 49ers. We started the show with them. We ended the show with them. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take. Um, uh, I'm going to take Seattle because the 49ers beat them. They beat them at home. I think the Seahawks come back and beat. They beat them at home. They beat them. At, they, well, excuse me. They beat them in, in San Francisco. San Francisco beat Seattle in Seattle. I think Seattle returns the favor and beats them at, in San Francisco yeah, for their first loss. I think this is a week that probably going to solidify Russell's MVP. All right, brother. Well, that's what's up, man. So we got the picks. We talked a little NFL. Back on track. Well, that's anything else you want to add? No. Nah, no. Nah, sounds good, bro. Good show. Was I happy with the job? No, we didn't score points. It's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus, Johnny. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker.